Hey, Jay. What? Why did the teacher turn the lights on? Why? Because her class was so dim. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs>
We will specifically we're going to talk about the family gaming announcements from the show, um, and then uh, we'll t- we're going to play our little game. But before that, we're going to go around the horn. Um, so Tila, you've been playing yes. Spyro the Dragon. Oh goodness! The yes. reignite the the reignited trilogy. That's it. Yes. And you sent me a picture at some point that showed me that you <laughs> better than one hundred percented all three of those games. Well, yeah. So the first and the How third one. The first. Okay, so the first one has an extra level at the end, and it's like a carnival, and you can get a hundred and twenty percent of that game completed and then the last one is uh, 117 percent, and that's another extra level that one is like um you go in and you're getting more and more gems from like random enemies and unlocking little areas that have little mini games to play i i can't even tell you how many times i beat these games as a kid and replaying them through it only took me four days but i absolutely enjoyed it it is beautiful like the graphics, everything that they updated, but they have a lot of the same sound bites, which is awesome. It's it's just so fantastic. I, I can't even put it into words. Okay. I mean, you know what? I mean, I had the advantage of playing a little bit of that game while I was at E3, before it came out. And, and I interviewed some of the developers. Um, and they, um, you know, they, they really did want to make that game... Um, they had to recreate it from the ground up. Um, I don't know if you read any of this. They had to recreate it from the ground up because they didn't have any of the code. Um, they even went and asked the original developers and they couldn't find it. Um, this is one of the fun facts about video game development. Uh, things get lost, uh, especially old stuff if they don't make backups. So, uh, they had to recreate it. And so they painstakingly worked to... Um, kind of recreate the game from, you know, like you said, the sound design to making sure that the jump was the right height and right speed. And that the glide was the correct distance. It feels exactly the same as the original games. Like, the the graphics are beautiful and updated, but it, it plays exactly the same, which was, that is amazing. Yeah, I mean... I did not, this is a, what's interesting about this is, uh, this is a huge blind spot for me because I never played the originals. So I've been playing the trilogy too. I think it's fine, right? Like I enjoy it, but it doesn't really like, I think I'm missing a little bit for me. Number one, because 3D platformers are not particularly my jam. I'm a 2D platformer guy. Um, but I mean, I can't question the fact, I mean, the skyboxes are absolutely stunning in this game. The animations are smooth. Um, I really like that they didn't just cheap out and use the Skylander character model for Spyro. Yeah. Oh goodness. Because they a could hot have. Mess. I mean, they could have, and it kind of would have been a whatever. Like we wouldn't have been surprised, right? Like if it was the Skylander model, you would have still played the game. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't be upset, but I I would still play it because I'm a Spyro fan girl. Yeah, but we wouldn't have been surprised. But they went back and they kind of modernized the original character model. And, you know, for those of you that are wondering what we're saying, obviously this is not a video show, uh, you know, just Google up what the Skylander looks like, um, or you'll probably be familiar with it, especially if your kids played the game or if you watched Skylander's Academy. The flattest face. They really did. He looks like a pug. He does not have his normal snout. I was just like, what is this? This isn't my Spyro. Yeah, it definitely was not your Spyro, but it's my kid's Spyro. 
So that's what's really interesting. Like my kids, they um, they saw it and they were like, "This isn't Spyro. Like he looks weird." I'm like, "It's okay. <laughs> it's the same character. Everything's gonna be fine." So yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I think it's a great deal. I mean, at forty dollars for three full games. Oh yeah, I mean, I if you're really not me, you can get at least like two, three weeks out of playing it. I just happened to have played it. I think I had like five different memory cards because you could only have three save files on each memory card that I had. I would like rotate out and I'd delete them as I wanted to beat them again. But I beat that games those all those games so many times. So replaying it, all of the gems are in the same place. All of the the skills are the same. It was just like, it took me just, I think it was two or three days to beat them, but I also had a lot of previous experience. So you can easily get, you know, hours and hours of gameplay out of this game. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great value, especially as we're coming up on the holidays. Um, There's a lot of game here from a content perspective. There's nothing questionable about these games. Um, You're just, you know, this is like playing a Pixar cartoon. Do you disagree? the best. No, yeah, it's it's beautiful, um, and there's no like weird commentary. You in the first game you're collecting dragons that were like crystallized, in the second game you're collecting orbs, and in the third one you're getting baby dragon eggs, and that's basically the game. And then gems throughout, so yeah. they're they're fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and so this right now it's PS4 and Xbox One, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's not announced for Switch, but well, it's coming. originally it was pre-orderable for the Switch at GameStop and everything, and then they randomly it like completely was expunged from the system, and there was no like warning. Nobody said anything about it, so I have no idea, but I hope so because it's a fantastic game for something like that. I agree completely, but you know if you are. Someone that took advantage of that $200 Spider-Man bundle uh, for PS4 uh, over the Black Friday holiday, and you're looking for like a little extra something, maybe you have some younger kids in the family that might not be Spider-Man pre- uh, prepared, um, I think this is a great value at $40. You might even be able to get a used copy a little bit cheaper, but still $40 for three games, three immaculately rebuilt, beautiful games. Uh, I think it's a great price. Oh yeah, um, I agree. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about a little bit more about Pokemon. Um, Let's go Pikachu. So, uh, or well, more appropriately, we're playing Pikachu, or we're playing Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Which, which yeah. version did you buy? I got Eevee also. You got Eevee also. Is it because you're anti Pikachu? Do you hate I'm not, Pikachu? I'm not like. <sighs> I don't hate him, but I hate that he is the face of Pokemon, and so I would rather get the Eevee one, because there are plenty of other Pokemon that could, they're very cute too, but I don't know. I just, I think he's overplayed. I don't necessarily disagree. Um, The, uh, I will not say that in front of my daughter or my wife, but I don't disagree. Um, I think it's smart that they picked a, uh, that they are starting to think about pushing a non-starter Pokemon as one of, like, the mascots. Because, yeah. you know, Pikachu kind of became the mascot because of the cartoon, really. Um, yeah. And so as a result, like, it's kind of always felt weird. Like, Pikachu's the mascot, but 
like you randomly find them in a field like you know what i mean and so yeah making it so that that's just the way it works the mascot for the game is not one of the starters i think that just makes a lot of sense to me um yeah how about i mean this for me uh we're still playing it intermittently um you know obviously smash is taking up a lot of my time recently and we'll talk about that in a little bit but um i'm really enjoying it like this is gonna be the first pokemon game that i finish i love it because it's a remaster or like a like a remake of the original Kanto region for the yeah. most part. There's a hundred and I think forty nine Pokemon or something like that. It's missing two of them, um, of the original hundred and fifty one, yeah. and it's it's just beautiful. I love being able to ride on the Pokemon. That is such an interesting thing that they added, and it's just like take this Pokemon out of the Pokeball and then you can ride on them. Um, I really like the aspect of like you throw the ball at the um, at the Pokemon to catch them, which is it's so cool. Like I like that you aren't wasting your PP, which is your move um, yeah. attack power, like on trying to make this enemy weaker and then catch it. You can just catch it, and it's like Pokemon Go style catching it, which is so cool. I think that was really um, interestingly put into the game. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I I actually I agree with you. Um, it's beautiful. I I, I mean, every time I, I did not play and I have not finished a Pokemon game ever, um, so I really don't have a particular connection to Generation One, to Kanto, to and to really any of them. So, and part of that is because um, I've always just kind of played and bounced. Um, I appreciate it, and I have always wanted to get good, um, but. It, th there's just something about you know kind of grinding through the random battles that really yeah. just makes it hard to, to stick with it um, and this eliminating the random battles and making it so that if I really want to I can just dodge the Pokemon in the open world yeah um, man does that just make the game that much better and also making it so that fighting the Pokemon in the grass is not f a fight it's just you know throwing Pokeballs at them man it's just it feels so much better um, yeah, and I, I played the first four um, generations through, all all of them. I loved um, Crystal, that was one of my favorite games, Silver and Gold Become Crystal, um, and I love, I, I played the first one all the way through, that was actually my first video game I ever played, and I think it was Blue that I played, and I like the remaster of it, and I, I replayed it when it came out... Um, the heart gold and soul silver came out they made it and like the fire red and leaf green i replayed all of those um and the fire red and leaf green were so fantastically redone but i like that they waited this amount of time to really redo it again because they they put some really great stuff into it i agree uh and and i really now at this point i'm hoping that they give every region the let's go treatment like, well, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that they stopped doing like the mega evolve and the X and Y evolve and the crazy business because that's where I kind of fell out of it. I was like, this isn't, this isn't, it's boring to me because they're adding alternate timelines to games that I originally played where things are just handed to you. But this game, like they did, it still holds so true to the original. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's certainly selling well. Uh, so there's a lot of people that agree with us. Um, this is this is another one. If you're you know in possession of a Switch and you're looking for a game, definitely you know, even if your kids are casual Pokemon fans, I think this is worth it. Um, if they dove into Pokemon Go like crazy, this is just the natural evolution. To me, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee is Pokemon Go two. Um, yeah, basically. That's what it feels like to me. And so if your family really got in on Pokemon Go, I think that um, these games are a great fit. In fact, because of playing these, I started playing Pokemon Go again. It does not hurt that I work in downtown Hartford now. And um, There's plenty of Pokemon to find there. insanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's all sorts of Pokestops. Um, you know, just walking to the parking garage where I park. Uh, there are like eight or nine pokey stops, like just in the wow. way. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I started playing Pokemon Go again, partially because of this. I was like, well, I mean, if I'm playing the sequel, I may as well play the original on my phone. Um, and it's just it's such a, it's a lighthearted and goofy, um, and it's absolutely astonishingly beautiful. I, I and that's the the thing that's really the hardest for me to like wrap my, my mind around is just how pretty this game is. Well, and another thing about it is if you have the extra money, that little Pokeball controller is literally the coolest piece of hardware I have ever put in my own hand. It is the cutest little Pokeball. It's its own controller. You do not need any other controllers to play the game. It's they they just outdid themselves this time. Yeah, I mean, I am uh, I'm with you. Um the uh, we do not have that yet. However, I have I, a strong I suspicion. I happen to get it. So. Yeah. No, I have a strong suspicion uh, that that will that that will <laughs> not be a problem. Maybe. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I have a strong suspicion that that's going to get fixed. Um. So, the um. So, I also another game I wanted to talk about. Um. So, um. Before I get to the Smash discussion, um. Is I actually put some time into the Sega Genesis Classics Collection on the um, on the Switch, and mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. Um, did you ever play a Sega? Like, were you alive when the Sega Genesis was ever on sale at retail? I think I was alive, but I was probably like pretty young. I was born in '93, so I'm not I'm not entirely uh, sure. So no. okay so no Um, i wasn't so um or at the very tail end so um the so the sega genesis classics collection is a collection of i think it's about 50 um sega genesis games maybe it's not 50 i'll take a look let me uh i was gonna say that's a pretty good amount of games yeah i don't think i don't think it's that many um we're gonna find out i'm googling it up right now okay the Sega Genesis Classics Collection. I think it's 30 now that I actually say it out loud. Oh, no, it's 50. Over right, right. 50 uh, across cow. all genres, including Sonic, Streets of Rage, Fantasy Star, um, and all sorts of stuff. Um, it is kind of neat. Um, one of the things that I really like about it is that the menus are um, it's have been replaced with... Uh, basically like this 3D view of like a bedroom from the 90s. So like 
you you control the camera and if you want to look at the games you like look at the game shelf and it's got like the genesis boxes and then the if you want to look at the options you look at the stereo and that gives you the audio controls so it's kind of creative um packaging as far as you know the way the menus are done and the way the game is laid out um the collection of games I mean, it's limited by the fact that, and this is my Nintendo fanboyism showing, um, that the games just aren't that great. Yeah. Um, at me if you want, but the Sega Genesis, I mean, I guess it did what Nintendo, but like, I guess the, the thing that Nintendo didn't do was suck. Um, so, <laughs> like, a lot of the games are weak. However, if you have nostalgia for those games, but I mean, this is an amazing collection. Uh, it's thirty bucks for wow. fifty games, um, and it's available on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, it's a it's a pretty good price. Some of the games that are on there, they got a bunch of Sonic games. They got Toe Jam and Earl. They got the Streets of Rage <laughs> games. Um, three Golden Axe games. Uh, they have two Columns games, which are actually Game Gear games. Um, but those are kind of like Tetris-style puzzle uh, adventures. They have Shining Force I 1 like... and 2, which frankly are worth the... the those are two of my favorite games. Um, Shining Force 1 and 2. Um, and so that's actually worth the price of entry for the collection for me. Like, if I, if I was like, hey, 30 bucks and you get these two games... Oh, and by the way, we'll throw in, like, every mostly good game ever made on the Genesis. I'd be like, okay, that's a good deal. Um, <laughs> that's all they had to say. That's all they had to do was say the Shining Force on this. Um, Shining Force is a, a grid-based tactical RPG. But the difference is that, you know, where most of those games, like Final Fantasy Tactics, which I love that game, but it's kind of grim. You yeah. Know what I mean? um, this game is very lighthearted. The characters are kind of chibi art. Um, and, you know, it's just nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're saving the world from, like, an eternal darkness or whatever, but just everybody's just so nice. Um, and uh, it's also just decidedly old school. Like, you know that it's an old school RPG when the characters never stop moving, even if they're standing still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Um, I booted it up and my wife watched and she was like, wow, how far have games come? Because, you know, <laughs> she sees me play my share of tactical role-playing games. It is one of my favorite genres. And, you know, like even Final Fantasy Tactics, which was only released a handful of years later, looks years better. Yeah. Just light years better. And this one is, um, you know, not so much. Um, but to be fair, Final Fantasy was always ahead of its time. Yeah, it's true, but that's what I mean. Like it, it, it. She said that, but I mean at the same, it's like it, it's okay. I mean, it's they look <laughs> great. Um, they're fun to play. Um, I, I think this is a great collection for anybody that has nostalgia for it. It's thirty bucks. Um, it's hard to say no, especially if you had a Genesis when you were a kid. Um, if you know if you missed out on the Super Nintendo, or maybe you had both and you just have some uh, nostalgia for it, I think it's a great buy at thirty dollars. It's hard to just. It's hard not to justify fifty games for thirty bucks, even if you'll really only enjoy half of them. Yeah, that's still probably hundreds of hours of gameplay. Yeah, yes, especially since a lot of these are basically arcade games, which you can play over and over and over again. Um, yeah, Golden Axe is pretty good fun multiplayer, and Toe Jam and Earl is just weird. <laughs> I saw so, a YouTuber play it one yeah. time, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's. 
it's Toe Jam and Earl, man. It's you got to get ready for the sequel, which is coming out next year. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, Sega Genesis Classics on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, that's where we got it. Um, thank you to the PR company for sending us a code. We really do appreciate that. We'll have a review incoming, but the review—it's hard to review like collections. Um, so it'll, it, it, we'll be giving our impressions because um, obviously I'm not going to review every single game. That would take a year. Um, but, and a half, at least. Yeah, exactly. It'd be insane. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about Smash. So I joked at the top of the call, uh, or at the top of the podcast, that it was your favorite game of all time, and uh, you went along with the bit. Thank you. Uh, the truth no is, you Anytime. don't like Smash. I'm about to get a lot of hate for this, but no, I've never liked that game, particularly because I always had friends who would be like. Tila, we gotta play, we gotta play games, let's play this game, and I am not particularly good at that game, but I'm also very competitive, so I have lost many friendships over people talking me into playing it, and then them giving me a hard time about losing, and then me just never talking to them again, so I just never play it, and then I don't lose friendships. You know, um, fun fact, you know who, so uh, Andrew Renee a gamer internet personality person yes. feels literally the same way you worked at gamestop forever you know who she is um, yes i do know who she is thank you for yeah. reminding me of that yeah well i mean <laughs> she's very she's very nice i've met her in person once um really yeah well at e3 i just i mean she would never remember me but i met her once i saw she her was... at a conference one year she was the turtle beach person she was talking for turtle beach at conference yeah, she, um, I mean, she's a professional video host. She, you know, she does all sorts of stuff. But um, she also does not play Smash because she is too competitive and will never talk to people if they if she loses and she knows she would lose, so she doesn't play it. Um, yeah, that's it's an me. Interesting story. It's, it, it's interesting. I um, am hilariously bad at all video games. So I have learned not to be very competitive because I've just kind of drained the competitive nature out of myself. Um, because I'm so bad. Um, so that's how I do it. I don't know if you, if you want to try and learn that Zen, like learning the Zen of being hilariously bad, I can teach you. Um, I can't. I okay. just can't. Well, I play games like Dark Souls and Dead Cells. Yeah, because you're not hilariously bad at games. I am hilariously I, so, bad at games. So I have a really hard time when I'm not good at something. I'm just like, <sighs> like Neo goodness that one was terrible another souls like game yeah not good man there's so many souls games coming out next year um so i know you're gonna be busy um and i'm gonna play yoshi <laughs> and um, we're not gonna be able to talk about any of them because none of them are family friendly yeah they don't make family friendly souls games i think arguably dead cells is pretty close yeah i've been playing that all day arguably. So. so we'll talk about that in a little bit um so let's talk about Smash. So now that we've spent enough time talking about, I think we've talked, we've covered why you don't like Smash enough. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'll go into it relatively quickly. We will have a review relatively soon. Um, my impressions, I actually gave them uh, already on an episode of the EFG Daily Commute, which you can find uh, at engagefamilygaming.com slash commute. That's my new podcast that I record on the way to work every day. Um, the long and short of it is, if you liked Smash because you've played Smash before, it is more Smash. Therefore, if you liked it, then you're going to want this. Yeah, Point they didn't one. mess it up. Um, yeah, they did not mess it up. 
Um, if you did not like Smash before, there is really nothing here that's going to turn you around unless the reason that you didn't like it before was because for whatever reason, the character that you wanted to play was not in it. If that <laughs> was literally the only difference, maybe you only liked Brawl because you wanted to play as Snake, or maybe you haven't liked it since Melee because Pichu has to be in the game or something like that. I get that's reasonable. If that was the only thing stopping you, then guess what? Everyone's here, quote unquote. So, the um, whole team. It, it, there are seventy-four fighters in this game, Tila. Seventy-four. Oh, goodness. I don't uh, even know how I would be able to choose. I'd be like, I gotta play them all. I don't. Well, here's how <laughs> Nintendo forces you to, and this is what I actually kind of like. Um, and it's the the. Gaming Twitter is ablaze a with people complaining about having to unlock all the characters. But basically, you only start with eight. And you have to mm -hmm. unlock them one at a time. So, 60, uh, so uh, 66 characters that you have to unlock. Um, and I actually really appreciate it. Because from my perspective, I never really... Like, I've played all the games. I've loved them. But I've never really played a lot of them. And I never really had a main, and so I really wanted to look at and pick the characters and really just kind of get used to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and this forced me to. So it's like, hey, you know, I had to start with Donkey Kong, and then, then I played with Bowser because we unlocked him. And then slowly I've been moving around and trying out new characters, um, especially for kids, right? Like, they yeah. see that screen, and there's 70-some-odd characters. They might not even know who all the characters are, because some of them look remarkably similar. Here's looking at yeah. you, all 18 Fire Emblem characters or whatever. Yeah, right? I was going like, say Marth and Roy. I was like, who are these people? Yeah, exactly. Marth, Roy, Lucina, Ike, Krom. <laughs> um, like, there's so all many the of them. Person. Krom, Corin. <laughs> um, like, there's just so many. And then realistically, it's hard to tell Bayonetta apart from them also. She's just like a yeah, human Yeah, she's got looking. the same art style. So it's really hard. You know, as the screen gets bigger, it gets very overwhelming. Um, but I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm enjoying the voyage so far. We're about three quarters, I think we're two-thirds to three-quarters of the way unlocked with everybody. Um, That's awesome. The, um, so, I, you know, you, you go through, you pick your characters. All of us I think everybody in the house now has, like, their guy unlocked so you can play them. Yeah. Actually, okay, except for Evan, um, because Evan's guy is Cloud, and we can't beat him because he is very Oh, hard. goodness. Um, but whatever. He'll Nintendo's be trolling you guys hard. Nintendo definitely is trolling us. So um, there's lots of interesting modes. Um, one of the new modes is a single-player mode called um, World of Light, which sounds like it would be a story mode, but it's not. It's really more of just an interesting challenge mode um, where you play through and explore like this big world map and it gives you interesting challenges um, where it will be um, sometimes the floor is lava and sometimes you are fighting a giant version of a character that has super armor um, so that they're hard to do damage to and you have to kill them in a certain amount of time. Um, you know, for example, like, you'll fight Snorlax. Now, Snorlax isn't actually in the game. Um, mm -hmm. So you'll be in a stamina battle with a giant King DDD. Oh, boy. Um, who can't move because he's asleep. <laughs> and so you just have to beat him up, but you only have a few seconds to do it. 
Oh wow. Um, and they'll do they do fights like that, and it is very interesting. It's a cool way to unlock characters, um, without having to kind of go through the normal progression. Um, you know, it it's a great game. Um, it's a lot of value. If you are solo, meaning there's only one person in the house that really plays, I think it might there might be better purchases. Um, mm-hmm. But like in our house, you know, me and Evan and Jake can all play together, and um, it's a. I mean, that gives us a pretty. You know, the, the three of us being able to play. There's plenty of modes for us to fight each other in. Um, our favorite is called Smashdown, where every time you finish a fight. Um, you can't use those characters again. Oh, okay. Um, which really encourages you to mix it up and try different stuff. It's just—it's a great experience. Um, it's certainly not going to—it's it, not going to overtake uh, my game of the year, uh, which right now is Spider-Man. However, um, man, it's definitely going to be in the conversation uh, for you know in our big like accolades list that we'll publish after the first of the year. Um, yeah, we're really—it's—it's—it's it's, it, it's everything that they said it was going to be. If that's good well, enough for you, know, you, go buy it. I'm really glad that they're innovating and not just stagnating. Like, they're not just keeping with the same thing that they know works every single time. Yeah. Because, like, you saying all these new challenge modes and stuff, like, that even makes me interested. And, like I said, I'm not interested in that game. Yeah. So, the fact that they are constantly changing it is also really cool. Yeah. I mean, it is... They, I mean, Sakurai, uh, the guy, the man behind it, is not one to uh, just kind of sit back and relax. He plays a lot of video games. He plays a lot of fighting games. So he learns from other games that are out there. Um, it's it's a it's a great package. Um, it is worth it for us. Uh, but this is one of those things we loved Smash to begin with. I just don't think that they did enough to move the needle for people who didn't like Smash in the first place. Yeah. This is one of those. If you love it, you love it. And if you don't love it, run. Because it's yeah. the same. Save yourself don't $60, worry. buy another copy of Pokemon. The only reason why I would play it, like buy it and play it, is because I have friends who would want to play it. But like I said, I would get a little nervous that I wouldn't I speak think, to them ever again. I think the single player mode might be a little interesting. Like if you borrowed it from somebody to play through the single player mode, I think you might enjoy some of that just because the challenges are interesting. Um, but yeah. yeah, but if you're if you're that competitive that losing in Smash would make you not be friends with people, I definitely don't want to play Smash with you. Yeah, um, no, we got to be friends. <laughs> yeah, I want to be friends, and I also talk a lot of trash. And so, oh, see, I can't handle that. It's different if I lose and somebody doesn't say anything to me. But if they talk trash, I'm like, I'm really done, dude. I really can't. Yep. Yeah, we we talk a lot of trash in this house. Um, yeah. it's so, yeah, we can't really help it. Um, so, all right. So that's around the horn. We went around and around and around and around the horn. Um, so why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the news. Sound good? Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of practice because you were sick for like a, a year. Yeah. 45 years. 45 years. Longer than you've been alive. Yep. All right. We'll be back in a minute, folks. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 157 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I am still here, and I'm still joined by my good friend, Tila. And we're talking about video games this week. Tila, would you believe it that it's actually almost the end of 2018? 
I mean, I lived this year through, so yes, but also no. It happened yes. cr- pretty quickly. Yeah, insanity. Um, and so with the end of the year comes the Game Awards, which is um, it's always in the first week of December. Um, and every year it gets better, and this is by far the best year that they have done. I know you were working, so you didn't get to see it, right? No, yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. So I'll just tell you. You can take my word for it. You know I have good taste. Um, they did a really good job. They, you know, there were no real cringeworthy moments. Um, I mean, I can't say no cringeworthy moments, but it really, they were kept to a minimum, which is impressive for an award show. Um, yeah. The, uh, I think the awards were handed out pretty well. God of War won Game of the Year, which makes perfect sense to me, um, as that is my grown-up Game of the Year. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'm kind of biased, I guess, because they gave the award out. But um, also, the announcements were on point. Um, and I was very excited about them. Obviously, uh, you and I both know there were a fair number of announcements, not so much in our genre. Um, you know, they announced all the ones ge- I'm excited about. Yeah, you mean? all yeah. the ones that you're really, really excited about. A new <laughs> Dragon Age game, that Fallen Frontier game, Ashen, oh, Ashen, which so is not good. even announced. That game is out. Yeah, it's um, out. Yeah, that's not for the 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 uh, the kids, right? No, absolutely no. not. It's a Souls-esque game. Oh, so, no. okay. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I, they didn't really show a lot of it during the Game Awards. That's what's really interesting about it, is they really didn't show a lot. Um, well, and then they just released it. It's on Xbox and, I think, PC right now. Yeah. And, but it's not even on the PS4 or anything. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it might be an Xbox exclusive uh, for at least a while. So, well, I'm um, upset about that. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I have to buy an Xbox. Yeah, I mean, aren't you playing it on PC? Uh, well, that's an, no. I play on a 65 inch TV on my PS4 now instead of in my tiny oh, computer room. Oh, so. yeah, so you need a PS, you need a, it needs to come out on PS4. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get it, I get it. Um, ah, the days of being uh young and being able to have a 65 inch television. Um, but that's because you live in a house with nerds. Um, yeah, one nerd and two ch- two cats. Yeah. This house, uh, the, the TV we have is already deemed, quote-unquote, too big. Um, you can talk my wife into letting me have a big TV, please and thank you. How big is it? Uh, I don't, not 65. It's like 50-something. <laughs> I um, still can't handle sitting farther away from it than, like, two feet either, which is, like, terrible for your eyes. It's but that's really okay. not good for you, dude. It's no, really I really not. Um, so, anyway... They made a bunch of cool announcements. A lot of games uh, were announced for the grown-ups, but it wasn't all grown-ups. They made a fair number of announcements for us, so we're just going to go right through it. Uh, first, they announced Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 as a Nintendo ex- a Nintendo Switch exclusive coming out next year. Specifically, it is called Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order, referencing uh, the children of Thanos. Uh, that's Which what is arguably, uh, it's a game for us because, like, the adults, because the last one came out a real long time ago. Yeah. Well, this is so. Here's what it. So this is definitely attracting us. Like they got our attention where we were like, "Whoa, Marvel Ultimate Alliance!" But um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is basically gauntlet with Marvel characters. And yeah. So this is a four-player cooperative hack and slash game where you get to play as superheroes um i was i've wanted to play like a multiplayer hack and slash game with the boys on switch 
And I was thinking about buying Diablo for that purpose. Oh, and, that's such a good game. And, oh, it's, it's amazing, but it's not necessarily for kids. But I was like, no. oh, maybe I'll just deal with it so that we can play together. Now I don't have to. Because even if Marvel Ultimate Alliance is half as good as Diablo 3, which I think is probably a safe bet, you know, it'll be half as good. It'll be passable, at least. Um, yeah. I get to be Cyclops, which will be amazing, <laughs> I'm sure. He didn't. He wasn't in the, the trailers, but come on, you can't have X-Men without Cyclops. Um, yeah, if and they exclude him, I'm going to be real disappointed. I don't imagine that they would, right? I mean, because the whole point of Marvel Ultimate Alliance is just lots of stupid characters. Um, I would yeah. be stunned, for example, if Squirrel Girl wasn't in it. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we're dealing with. <laughs> and, um, and we just get to run around and do stupid stuff in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and it sounds great. Um, the thing I'm really excited about, outside of the fact that it's going to be on Switch, which I think is just a great fit for everything, but especially this kind of game, um, the last games came out pre-DLC. Like, before oh, it was, okay. like, super big. At the very least, and so there, I think there might have been DLC packs for the second one, but not huge ones. And yeah, it was definitely... The, the, that was on the Xbox 360 as far as I remember. I think so. But it was just around the time when DLC was getting big. Yeah. So I think there might have been like one expansion pack. But it was definitely before the games as a service craze. And I definitely yeah. think that a, that a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game is purpose built for games as a service. Releasing new characters occasionally. Giving us multiple team packs. Like, hey... Let us buy the Fantastic Four down the line or, you know, something like that. Um, oh, I'm yeah. a huge fan, um, and I think it's a good get for Nintendo. They did not announce Metroid Prime 4. Uh, they didn't show any of that, nor did they show anything about Animal Crossing, which I thought was possible. So I was a little disappointed when that didn't happen at the end of the Animal night. Crossing. Yeah, but Marvel Ultimate Alliance is here, and I'm pretty excited. No release date. I'm guessing sometime middle of next year. I gotta say too, with the the cell shaded look that they gave it, like it looks like a comic book. It looks fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next, and I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion on this one. Um, it's Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Are you a Crash Team Racing girl? I played um, Crash Bash. That's what I used to play, and it had a bunch of mini games. It wasn't a karting game mostly, but it did have like. I, as I, far as I remember, there was like some sort of carts. I never got to play um, Crash Team Racing, though I do. I mean, it's just like Mario Kart with Crash, so it's fantastic. I would not say no. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. So this is um, being lovingly remade from the PS1 uh, game by Beanox, which is you know a, a developer kind of in the Activision family. It's coming out June 21st of next year. Um, yeah, this is, man, I'm, I, I, I really love kart racers. You know, we talk about like my favorite genres, kart racers, I think might be my favorite genre. Um, I am hard pressed to imagine that this will take, uh, will unseat, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as my favorite kart racer of all time. However, um, even if it's half as good, I'll still be very happy because a bad yeah. kart racer is still a really good game for me. The Crash games were always done so well, like even even the mini game ones like Crash Bash. So I can't imagine that it's gonna be, you know, it's it's gonna be a bad game to play at all. Exactly. Pretty stoked about it. Um, like I said, the remaster's coming out. Uh, right now it's currently announced for um everything. PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um so 
yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. Um, next, there's a game called The Last Campfire um, by Hello Games. Now, if you've heard, if the, the, term, if the company name Hello Games sounds familiar, uh, that's because you're remembering No Man's Sky. Um, and so, they are, this is actually a Hello Games short, which is a game that was made by two members of the Hello Games team. Um, oh. It is super cute. Um, and basically, um, it's about the ember as it searches for a way home, quote unquote. So it's the last campfire. Basically, you are these little dudes that are escorting the last flame, um, quote unquote, to home. Um, you're going to the wilderness. Yeah. Uh. A little bit? No. It feels like Journey to me. Um, okay. But not like as sweeping and make you cry as Journey. Um, but it's certainly cute. Um, I would um, definitely, th this is what I would recommend to everybody. Um, go to YouTube, look up The Last Campfire. Um, we will put a link in the show notes. Um, this game looks freaking adorable. Um, it is supposed to be relatively short. It's going to be relatively inexpensive. Um, it will be... Um, and it's coming out sometime next year. And man, does it look cute. Um, I think this is a Tila game. Yeah. Well, um, the thing is, is like, especially for children too, even if they don't really know what they're doing, if it's simple enough, they'll be able to play it. Like, yeah. I, I think this will be one of those for sure. Yeah. And frankly, even if the answer is, um, even if the answer is they kind of watch and hang out with you while you play this game, that's... Listen, as long as you're spending time enjoying yeah, each other's company. Spent, for sure. um, and this is a very cute game. Um, we're obviously going to find out more. Who knows? There could be horrific violence in it before it comes out. So, I mean, we'll find out. But as it sees right now, this feels like Journey to me. Um, and Journey is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, yeah. Next, let's talk about Psychonauts 2. Now, uh, Tila, you told me you got a blind spot here. You never played Psychonauts. I did not. I think I just missed out on it for some reason. I mean, that happens. I mean, you had other games to play. Um, yeah, I think I was playing like Kingdom Hearts or something. Probably. Uh, because this, <laughs> this is a PS2 era game. So you probably yep. were just playing Kingdom Hearts for the 47th time. Um, so <laughs> I can't hate on that. I can't hate or on Spiral it all. Or Spiral all over again. So um, Psychonauts 2 is obviously the sequel to Psychonauts 1. Psychonauts 1 is a, um, it's a franchise uh, that is kind of managed by Double Fine. It is very weird humor. It is um, lots of stupid psychic, like psychic energy puns and things like that. Um, it's, it's a 3D action platformer. Um, the first game was not very successful, but it was well-loved by its community and it has grown a fan base over time so it's like a cult yeah. classic um and so as a result you know they they are crowdfunding through fig and i think they did a kickstarter campaign as well the funding to get the final game made um and it looks like it's coming out next year which i am uh pretty excited about i think this is one of those games Tila, where you missed the first one but i think you're gonna end up playing this one yeah, um, well, it feels exactly like a game I would play, so I yeah. can't even say no. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, it, it's going to be appropriate for families, the first one was. The issue with this one is it's very weird. 
Um, like, how about, like, Tim Burton kind of weird, but not gothic? It's like Tim Burton meets... Like, it's Tim Burton if he was, like, making Doctor Who kind of humor. Like, that kind of weird stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing with Tim Burton movies is kids always watch them, so I can't imagine that. And it's like the cartoons that have the parental innuendo and stuff. I mean, kids don't really catch on to that as well, so I can imagine that it's going to be a fun romp for everyone all around. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be weird. Um, I would recommend, there is a trailer, Um, so we will, again, we'll put the link in the show notes, Um, but also, if you just go look up Psychonauts 2, it's spelled just like you think it might be. Um, looking up on YouTube, you'll see what we mean. The next one, yeah. uh, the next announcement they made, a little bit of Anthem news. So, are you high on Anthem or not? Okay, yeah. so listen, the last time I heard anything about it, I thought it was only coming out for the Xbox, and then, like, I recently saw it pre-orderable on my PS4, and I was like, what is going on? So I'm a little behind. <laughs> okay, so, let me fill you in. So, Anthem is what what I'm hoping is, is is that it's gonna end up being the best Iron Man game ever made. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, it looks so cool. Um so the big news from Bioware. Are you a Bioware girl? You like Bioware, right? Yeah, okay. I do. Um give my give my brain a second. Did they make Bioshock? No. No. Who did they make? Oh, they made uh, Mass Effect. Yeah, and Dragon Age. Yeah. Yes, and Dragon Age. Yep. Those I mean, are Bioware is big, and Star, you know, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh yeah. So did they, they make Swator? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yep, yes. I played that game. So, um, wait. So, wait. You mean the MMO? The yeah. Old Republic? No, I don't think they made that one. I think oh, of, I think one of their branches made it, but not the main team. But. No. Either way, you're you're in the right pot. You're right. You're in the right part of the org chart. So, mm-hmm. um, Anthem is a lar- it, it more or less. It's it's Destiny with Iron Man, as made yeah, by Bioware. So, um, it's coming out next February, February fourteenth, I believe. Um, and being that it is a multiplayer game, uh, there was going to be a beta. It was kind of inevitable. They finally announced it. So. Uh, pre-order customers and certain VIPs, very likely press, etc., will get a demo from January 25th to January 27th, um, and then there will be an open beta to everyone that will be accessible from February 1 to February 3rd. Both of those are weekends. Um, they are, uh, so fun fact, one is the weekend before Kingdom Hearts comes out, and one of them is the weekend after. Guess who's pre-ordering Anthem so I can play my Anthem demo before Kingdom Hearts comes out? Me. Um, you, yeah. Yeah, me. Guess who's probably not going to be able to play it because I'm going to be playing Kingdom Hearts. You. Um, (laughs) And also me. Um, But we've already promised our listeners that we will be... uh, the, The plan... It's me and some of the E3 crew will be descending upon John's house and mm-hmm. playing through as much of Anthem as possible in like uh, like three days. So that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty wild. It's gonna be pretty wild. Like the weekend that it comes out, we're just gonna set up in their house multiple televisions and stream a lot of it. Um, so that's the hope. Um, unless it turns out to be like M rated, like as of right now, I think it's going to be T. 
Um, but if it comes out like M-rated, then obviously we probably won't stream it. But I'll probably still play it because it sounds fun. Um, so w this is one of those things that we just don't know. And I've, I've sent people to ask. Like, I, I know people who interviewed the developers. And I've always said, hey, could you check out what the ESRB rating is going to be? And they've never gotten a straight answer. So um, that's Anthem. I'm excited about it. I just I just hope it's T-rated. I just hope it's T-rated just like Destiny. Um Speaking of Smash, Persona has a character coming to Smash. You've played Persona 5, right? All the way through. I love that game. Oh my so, goodness. It's so, so good. Joker is the protagonist's Persona? Is that what this is? So... Explain to me I'm... why his name is Joker. Because I thought that he was just this Japanese dude and well, you he put on a mask. I didn't him. know he had a name. Oh, okay. You can name him whatever you want. So that must be his default name if you just didn't name him, I would assume. But yeah, I guess that's... I, I didn't even know that, to be honest. Okay. But yeah, it looks so... like I Honestly, if I was going to play Smash, that would be the character I would play. He is the coolest. So, But I don't think... Is that game rated M? I'm pretty sure that game's rated M. Persona 5 is definitely rated M. Yeah, like for but, hardcore rated M-ness. But so is Bayonetta, and she's in Smash, so... That's true. They, they really don't care, I don't think. Um, if you are curious about some of my thoughts on who some of the other DLC characters are, because he's the first of five in the mm -hmm. DLC pack, um, I actually did a podcast about it uh, where I talked about some of my suggestions or predictions, because Nintendo made it very clear that these are all going to be bananas, bonkers crossovers. Um, okay. For the remaining four... Um, and I made some predictions. Would you like to hear some of them, Tila? I would love to hear them. Okay, so the easy-peasy ones are Banjo-Kazooie and Crash. Yeah, of course. Evan believes that those are too easy, and because Nintendo wants to go crazy, he thinks those are disqualified because they are so simple. And I don't okay. necessarily I disagree with him. Yeah. Um, but now we get to the big ones. First off, Sora. Oh, goodness. I would die. Um, I think a lot of people would die. Um, so Sora from Kingdom Hearts, I think that is <laughs> I'm sorry, possible. I'd be buying it. Yeah, so. well, of course you would. Um, and then playing it alone. Um, because you don't want to yes. lose friends. Um, so I think Sora, um, how about the defaults from Fortnite? Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that would, that would be a layup for them. They'd make a lot of money off of that. Yes. Um, I like that term. Um, and... So I have a couple others that I'm going to save. I'm encouraged, you know, for those of you that are super curious, um, I encourage you to listen to that particular episode of the EFG Daily Commute. I'm going to give another one completely out of context and not explain it and just move on. Sub-Zero. <laughs> um, you know who this is? Uh, I'm just yes. going to move on. Tila, I'll tell you the rest of them off the air because I know you didn't listen to that podcast. I I'm pretty sure you didn't know I did it. Um, no, it's not. So, um, so yeah, I'm just going to move on um, from the, to the next announcement. Fortnite came up with a bunch of new stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Are you a fight Fortnite girl? So, okay, this is the deal. When it originally came out, it was just a PVE game. So it was player versus the environment, and um, I played a lot of it. Me and my boyfriend both bought it at the same time when it was in development and beta. And the thing was, was you could create your own base. Now, every time they did a full server reset, they would wipe your base. And I went through like three full server resets before I was like, I am 
done with this game. But it was a completely different game than the Battle Royale is. Um, you basically would try to protect like a payload from a zombie wave of enemies, and you would have four people that you were with, and then you would go back to your base and create it. Um, that's the Fortnite I know. So I have not played any of the the because I once again I'm very competitive, but I'm not very good at games like that. So I would be really angry. <laughs> um. So the um. So they made a bunch of announcements. The first one, obviously, on Thursday, season seven dropped. So if you are into Fortnite, you already bought the battle pass. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, which if you have children like thirteen and above, you have it. Yeah, or maybe even like nine and above. Because man, listen, yeah. Fortnite's taking over the world. I know you've been outside of the GameStop environment for a little bit, but let me tell oh, you. Oh no, I know it's taking over the world. So, um, the really interesting thing. Uh, so, for the parents out there, if you were wondering why your kid asked you for ten bucks last weekend, that's why because season seven dropped. There you go. Um, it's the winter thing. There's Christmas stuff. Uh, Santa has a sword and an army of like snowmen and is trying to take over the island. That's basically the wow. announcement. So, um, but they also announced Fortnite Creative, which is basically okay. a creative mode for Fortnite where you have your own private island and it, the game is save. It, it actually saves the island from uh, session to session. And you can create your own game modes and you can also use it just to make machinima, um, which I think is brilliant. Um, this is a great way for for Epic to give people more entry points into the Fortnite universe to keep people playing it longer. But the real cool announcement is the block, which is a um, uh, which is they replaced risky reels on the Fortnite map with a uh, with literally a block, uh, which is a just a big flat area. It looks like it's the size of a basketball court and that is going to feature um popular uh player created content from their various islands they've said that there will be a voting system we aren't really sure about the details yet but basically instead of risky reels existing it will be whatever random islands people are creating and that's kind of cool that is very cool um i don't know how it's going to happen i don't know what they're going to do but i'm pretty excited about it yeah that Um, sounds really cool and the boys are like over the moon, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. they're still grounded from Fortnite and probably will be for a while. What happened? They're um, grounded from Fortnite? That's uh, their game. What do you oh, mean? Uh, we deleted Fortnite. Uh, oh, there's goodness. A, there's a whole por- a podcast, a whole podcast, there's a whole podcast about it. Uh, but <laughs> more or less, um, they were uh, just, they didn't have a healthy relationship with the game. So they had to stop. So yep, I agree. My opinion is if you can't have a healthy relationship with something, you can't have a relationship with it at all. Um, Makes sense. So they're going to quit it cold turkey, and then they can come back. So um, they'll come – I mean, they'll get it back eventually, um, but when they do get it back, there will be a contract involved. And I was talking about, you know, how to s- take care of themselves and each other while they play. The problem they were running into is they were fighting a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, you know, because they're competitive and they it's just it's just a mess. Do so, you guys still have one switch? Yes. That's why they're fighting. Okay, uh, got no, it. No, no, oh, no, no, no. That's not why they fight because they they because one of them plays on PS4, the other one plays on the Switch. Oh, okay. So they were just fighting for no reason. Got they it. They were just being brothers. Um, yep. and we kiboshed it because they yell a lot and it drove my wife nuts. So those yep. were the family friendly announcements from the Game Awards. Um. 
a decent slate. They did make some other announcements for, for the grown-ups. We got a new Obsidian game. We got... Um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, Mortal Kombat 11. The way that they announced Mortal Kombat 11 was amazing. Um, Ed Boon, one of the game's producers, um, you know, one of the heads of the studio, came out to announce the sports and racing category. And he said, <laughs> and the nominees are... And it cut to... Um, Raiden <laughs> fighting, <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> a Lin Kuei ninja, and I was like, and for because what's interesting is I missed the transition, so like because I, I you know I was looking at my phone, I was tweeting or whatever, and then and Evan and Jacob were were awake and watching with me, and they were like, yep. uh, Dad, is this one of those ones where we have to not watch? And I was like, what's happening? And I looked up and I saw Raiden, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, go get a drink, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when you can come back. Um, yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, like, it's... I, I, I mean, it's definitely time for Mortal Kombat to come back. Um, we obviously will not be covering it significantly here. Um, however, Mortal Kombat is one of those games where a lot of parents ask about it a lot, so we will be... We'll tell you what's in it. Um, my problem is Mortal Kombat 10 was gross. Like, it got to the point where it was just like... I, I did a thing where I watched a couple videos to like really get a glimpse of what the game was all about, and it was just kind of gross. Like I'm kind of done with it. Well, and yeah. I don't need it in 4K HDR. Like you know. Well, yeah. Like I prefaced the Smash Bros. thing and the fact that I cannot play fighting games. So on top of it, if it's so gory that I have to run to the bathroom, I'm good. And there was when it was coming out, number ten, there was like people who had those violent reactions to it, and I. I don't know about you, but I'm not really interested in being that crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole market of people that are very happy that this game is coming out. And you know what? I'm happy for them. Yeah, happy for you. I'm super happy that it makes you happy. Um, this is one of those ones we're going to cover by necessity. We'll be talking about it. But, yeah. So, um, but overall, the show was great. Got a War 1. Best in show. Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great celebration of games. Um, speaking of celebrations of games, you want to play a game with me? I would love to play this game. Yes, please. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um, the Kind of Funny Game Showcase was on Saturday. This was what we call a hard pivot, folks, um, in the radio biz. So, um, basically, the Kind of Funny Game Showcase was over 60 games announced all in the course of about an hour and 15 minutes. They went absolutely insane. Um, so I'm going to go through some of these and I'm going to try and pick, I, I'm going to try and sell you on some of these games. I'm excited. And so I'll describe it and you tell me, are you buying this or are you not buying this? Okay. Okay. Describe. Go. Moving out. Now, moving out is a multiplayer game. Picture overcooked. But you yes, are instead. I already want it. Okay, Please. so you are trying to help people move their stuff from their apartment <laughs> into another apartment, and there are obstacles, and it's okay to throw stuff. That's amazing. I am really excited. Okay, so that's moving out. That's coming to just about everything um, next year. Most of these are next year. Um, so that's moving out. Um, I definitely encourage you look this up on YouTube, folks. This game looks amazing. Um, another game in a similar uh, vein is Supermarket Shriek. Have you ever heard of Supermarket Shriek, Tila? No. 
Okay. I'm so, already excited. Supermarket Street. If Shriek's in the name, it's Fertila. Um, so it is a racing game. Oh. That takes place in a supermarket. <laughs> oh. You are a person sitting in a, gro- in a grocery cart with a goat. <laughs> yes. And the I way that all. you move is by making the goat shriek, and that makes the, <laughs> the cart propel forward, and you have to dodge obstacles. That sounds like ridiculous fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, now, um, next, how about Lapis X Labyrinth? Okay, okay. This is a chibi action RPG that is currently available in Japan only. Where mm-hmm. you play a literal stack of chibi RPG characters because they literally stack on top of each other while you kind of like World of Final Fantasy. Kind of like that, only it's chibier. Okay. Like, Ooh, I think I'm into it. And you run basically you run around dungeons collecting treasure, and occasionally you go into a treasure rush mode where just gems just fly out of everything. But mostly. Are they... Yep. Is it randomly generated? Uh, to my knowledge, no. Oh, well, okay. Keep going, though. I know. So, yeah, I know you love you some randomly generated stuff. Uh, but primarily, you are building the perfect team of little chibi Dungeons & Dragons characters and stacking them on top of each other and completing dungeon challenges. I think I'm into it. I'm very into it. Also, coming to Switch. Um, that's kind of got me. Did you play The Messenger this year? I didn't, but I saw some really good stuff about it. It's very good. <clears throat> it will be on one of our uh, games of the year. Um, how about um, so the messenger Ninja Gaiden? Very serious, very grim, dark. You know, you're trying to save your people, save the world. What if I told you there was an expansion? <laughs> there was an expansion uh, called the Messenger Picnic Panic coming out next year, where you visit a tropical island. <laughs> Fun, <laughs> something that's so somber, and they're like, and there's a picnic. And Yay! now they're going on a picnic. Um, <laughs> that sounds like fun. Did you play Guacamole Two? I didn't, but I played Guacamole One, and I loved it. So, um, are you familiar with Greg Miller and the shirtless Spider-Man bit? No. Are you familiar with Greg Miller? Uh, no, not really. Okay, then this bit is slightly less important but for me it is it it is important to me um he does a bit where he is shirtless spider-man where he's not shirtless spider-man he just because they've never been in the same place it's the superhero thing where he takes his shirt off and puts on a spider-man mask and walks around (laughs) his office um they actually added him into insomniac's spider-man game um he's at one of the parties uh there's a dude in a spider-man mask and no shirt um and so he was added into guacamelee 2 um as uh, and as a free update on the PS4 version, uh, but also if you use that costume, the chicken, because you can play as a chicken, is replaced with his wiener dog, Portillo. Oh, um, yes. Uh, so uh, for those of you, if you already have Guacamelee, just p- look up the cheat code because it's a code that you enter um, and you get new costumes. Um, and one of them is shirtless arachnid person and Portillo, the wiener dog. Um, okay. Rival Megagun. We're running low on okay. some of these. So here's what Rival Megagun is. It's uh, Ikaruga. Have you ever played Ikaruga? No. So it's a bullet hell shooter. I was going to say, is it Enter the Gungeon? 
Uh, no. It's like you're a spaceship, and you're on the bottom of the screen, and then there's enemies at the okay. top, and they're shooting a million bullets at you. Galaga. Gotcha. But like, but yeah, it's like Galaga. So picture it, it's two-player versus... And so you're completing, uh, you're competing to build combos and earn points. And when you, and when you earn a certain number of points, you become a boss and you transform into that boss and you appear on the other person's screen and you try and blow them up. That is so cool. Uh, yeah, I thought that sounded awesome. Uh, my That's kids a were really like, interesting mechanic. My kids were like, can we play that? And I was like, yeah, we're probably going to play that. Um, all right. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Absolutely. Um, okay. Um, last one. Minico's Night Market. We finally got a release date. It's coming out in 2019. I am stunned that you do not know this. Uh, know about this one. Minico is a girl who, uh, because of reasons, has to relocate to a very weird Japanese island. It is based on an actual island in Japan that is overrun by cats. Yes. Um, she goes there and she basically it's an it's an adventure game. Picture Stardew Valley without any of the farming, but That's everything for me. else. That's um, for me. And you collect cats. <laughs> That's for me. Yeah. Um, the, I already the, collect cats. Yeah, I know. I know. The thing about, and the reason that I bring this one up, um, some of these were silly folks, and you know these are all games. We will be covering, uh, there's actually going to be a write-up that's going to be up on, that should be up on Engage Family Gaming before you listen to this. So if you want to see the trailers and things like that, hop on over there. The reason I bring up Minico's Night Market is this is actually going to be one of the bigger indie games that come out next year um, for us, specifically because it's super cute. Um, The art style is very interesting. There's a lot of little stuff to do. It feels a lot like a Stardew Valley Animal Crossing type game, um, which we are obviously a big fan of here. Um, but it also does kind of delve into Japanese culture and, you know, some of that, some of that, um, you know, and folklore and some of that kind of stuff, which I think is really cool. Um, and it's also really adorable. Um, and it's made by an incredibly small team that is very dedicated. Um, I think it might be one of the bigger games of the year, to be honest, especially regarding like indie games. Um, so... Yeah, that the kind of funny games daily showcase. I mean, they they finished um, announcing the ne- the next episode of The Walking Dead. Like they they okay. did a they did a pretty good job. Um, and the I I can't share I because there's some M rated stuff. I won't share the the actual whole video on any of our pages. However, if you're interested in watching and seeing what quote unquote just a bunch of YouTubers can put together for a professional game showcase. I definitely would recommend just Google kind of funny games showcase on YouTube um, and and watch it. It's about an hour long. And if you're really interested in video production, it'll actually be a really interesting case just to know that this was made by a very small team of people and it was very cool. I know you're not really a kind of funny girl because you don't really know them. Um, no, my reason is because they were on GameStop TV and I hated GameStop, so I had a hard time liking them, you know? Well, I mean, they got they had to get paid. I understand, but Yeah, I get it. I get every it. Every time I hear them, I think of GameStop and it's just like PTSD over here. So I get it. I get it. They don't really do that stuff anymore. I'm glad. Um, they they get they get paid in other ways. So um so yeah, folks. This has been episode 157 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. We went over a lot of stuff today. We talked about a lot of games. 
Um, which I think is appropriate for the last video game podcast before um, the end of the year. We had to pack it right in there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, Tila, it has been a pleasure having you on the show again. Uh, we'll have to have you again soon, so um, drink, drink some orange juice. Yeah, I'll try not to get sick. Get plenty of sleep, um, because I need don't you. Don't your back somehow, um, please. Yes, please don't. Um <laughs> The um, so my uh, so the next time we are together, we're going to be talking about our games of the year for 2018. So you'll be ready for that. Oh goodness, I'm gonna have a hard time picking what I what I you am gonna go with. Choose like four or five. We don't have to pick one. I don't know. This is not it's game so, spot. It's gonna be oh, hard. <laughs> choices. Listen, you got to make choices. If it makes it easier, um, it's immediately disqualified if it's rated M. Is Hollow Knight? I don't think Hollow Knight's rated M, right? I don't know. Let's look. But you know what? We'll look later. We're signing okay. off. Folks, okay. I almost got excited because you know how much I love looking things up on the internet on podcasts. So, everyone, <laughs> this has been episode 157. This has been a wonderful year of video games. Um, we got another year coming. Listen, Kingdom Hearts is less than a month away. It is all uh, less than a month and a half away. <clears throat> um, and I'm stoked. Um, if you like what you heard here, um, I have another podcast. It's called the EFG Daily Commute. You can look at that by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash commute. I also do the EFG show every Wednesday at 9-ish Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page uh, where I just rap about whatever's happening that week, video game-wise. It's going to be an interesting day tomorrow because I have to get caught up on all of this stuff. So um, I do hope you guys have a wonderful day. We will see you next week uh, for Board Game Talk with Linda and Rob Kalajian. Um, But until next time, this is Steven. And Tila, we're signing off. And don't forget. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. But then, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we did the thing. Yay. John, try and find a way to keep that outtake because that's really funny. Did you fart? Is that real? I went like.